All right, everybody. I want to bring in my guest now for the podcast, a name we haven't heard much about in the ring. We hear more about him outside the ring as a commentator on Showtime, but it is none other than the former three-division world champion, Abner Mars, who surprisingly to me and maybe to lots of other people also announced he is coming back to the ring to fight once again uh, after a four-and-a-half-year layoff. He'll be back September 4th taking on Miguel Flores at the Crypto Arena in Los Angeles, the former Staples Center, on the undercard of the heavyweight fight between the former heavyweight champion Andy Ruiz Jr. and the longtime contender Luis King Kong Ortiz on the Fox pay-per-view. And uh, Abner, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. I'm happy to be here, and thank you for the introduction. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. Um, I'm uh, excited about this. And as much as you guys are surprised, I think, now I'm not so much surprised. I'm just happy. You know, I'm just happy about the opportunity given given to me to, to make a comeback. So I have to ask, I mean, as I mentioned in the introduction, right. most of us uh, boxing fans and viewers and know who follow, you know, you're still in our consciousness, like, you know, more so maybe than when you were active, because we see you on television every few right. weeks doing the commentary on Showtime uh, for a lot of their, you know, all their big fights, and they've had such a great schedule over the last several months, so we're seeing you and hearing you often. So I wonder, uh, since you're at ringside all the time doing the fights, what was the motivation uh, for you? to actually now get jump back into the other side of the ring, get back into the ring to be an active participant? Um, just that, really. I mean, just being part of it, uh, being in every single, well, most of the big, you know, big fights, ringside calling the fights, and, and especially in my weight class, you know, it's a, it's a really packed, exciting division. We're talking about the 130, 135-pound division, and, and that really motivated me to... Um, to really come back and, 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 you know, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's some fighters that you look at, you know, myself and I'd be like, man, I can beat this guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why not give it another try? And that's just me being real. And, um, you know, um, and I'm just happy that I'm, I'm giving the, op the, the opportunity once again. Uh, and it was just not given to me either. I want to clarify that I did have to go through all types of, uh, procedures and uh and i'm talking because obviously there was mixed emotions about my combat people you know some people concerned about my health we all know about my eye injury mm -hmm. and some people just you know hey what is america doing back you know after four years like well you know um, i love the sport and it's giving they're giving me the opportunity to come back and i'm gonna take it so uh, but so so i did have to go through a lot of um observations i went through different doctors and uh to in order for me to get my uh my my license now this back. is with the so, california commission correct correct with the california commission yeah so, we uh, had a whole meeting uh we had a whole uh, um what do you call it um we had to go through a, a you know a long procedure um, like they do medical tests do they come out to the gym and watch you spar to make sure things are good and that sort of thing Exactly, yeah. exactly. And not only that, they sent me to their own personal uh, commissioner, doctor, right. uh, retina specialist who had to give me the green light. You know, they, they would not just take my doctors, you know, my ophthalmologist. Um, okay, they, you know, they, they made, sure, made sure things were right. As well, I mean, should, and, and they did. Yeah, the California Commission, they run a pretty tight ship. I've been covering them mm -hmm. a long time. I know Andy Foster and that whole crew over there, they, I think exactly. they do an excellent job. So obviously this is not something that was just sort of born out of like you woke up no. morning and said I'm coming back. So can you just no. take me back to when, you know, because it's been four and a half years. I mean, and for those who don't right. remember, the last fight that you had was an outstanding fight 
um, you know, you lost a decision, but it was a hell of a fight. The rematch you had with Leo Santa Cruz for the uh, in one of the for the WBA uh, featherweight world title that was 2018 at what was then Staples Center. You'll be fighting in the same building now, just with a different name. Um, so, at what point though, over these last four and a half years or so, did you think about coming back? And I, you know, you never announced your retirement, so it was never like official. You said you're retiring. You just sort of like you. Like lots of normal people, you segued into some right. other role with your Showtime uh, job and that sort of stuff. So, at what point did this become a thing in your mind? Like, I'm going to give this another go. Well, okay, so yeah, that was my last fight against Leo Santa Cruz. But let's not forget that I was going to fight Tank Davis, That's and true. I did yes. do a, a a whole training camp. Uh, I got injured a week before I think, or two weeks before the fight. So I did do a whole training camp for that fight. Now, how long uh, ago? That's got to be a couple years ago. Also, that was right? 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was 2019. Um, and um, so to answer your question about what made me come back and what what triggered it, I mean, this whole time I've been wanting to, but I did not just want to rush into. Um, I mean, there was the feeling. I mean, I'm oh yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I wish I could, uh, but. I didn't have the, you know, the, the, it wasn't satisfying going to the gym. I would try it. I'll go for a week and then I'm like, nah, nah, I don't like it. And then, you know, I was already working for Showtime and I'm like, I got a good job. I'm doing good. I'm like, it wasn't until like, I can't remember what fight exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was definitely one of Tank's fights and I was watching him and I'm like, man, I was going to fight this guy. And, you know, here he is. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm looking for an opportunity to fight Tank. I'm just saying that that's what triggered it. Right, so it must like, have been yeah, before man. the Romero fight, because that just happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely right ago. before the Romero fight, yeah. Yeah, it was way before that. So, um, and so that was triggered, and, and, you know, I asked right away. I called Andy. I called all the people that I had to call, and I said, hey, I want to make a comeback. So, again, it was a process. It, it was since last year. It has been. Uh, because it, it took the, uh, almost a whole year for them to to approve me. So maybe and you I were watching not... Barrios or Isaac Cruz. It was Barrios. I think it was Barrios. Okay. I'm gonna lie. I think it was Barrios. And he, of course, you know, Javante had knocked out Leo, who had yes. been your opponent. Yes. No, 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 no. It was definitely not that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it was a Barrios fight, and um, you know, it was just it was that. And then I had the feeling again. You know, I had the the the. the I was just happy to be back in the gym. I I, I have not left my the, the boxing gym. And and if you were to see me in person, I'm going to show that in, in, at the press conference. For a 36 years six year old guy that's been out for four years, the body that I have, Dan, it's 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 it is a guy that's been in the gym this this whole time. And well, I have, one thing was on going on. on. Even when you were an active boxer before you had this long layoff, you were never a guy known to not come to your. Uh, fights or your camps in good condition. I mean, right. you're always in good shape and and making weight and that sort of thing. Um, no, I'm always strict it, about that, and even even more now that you know I got a fight coming. Up, believe me. Was this just sort of like a, an itch that you had to scratch? That's the term I hear from a lot of fighters. Exactly. Yes. 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 Uh, you know, obviously, you're gonna get the 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 comments about oh he's coming back for the money or he's coming back for this and that. Well, there's obvious reasons, you know, that you know you do nobody works for free. Right. You know, yeah, that's that's a plus. You know, we're making money. Money. But at the same time, these fights, the next, what, two, whatever I do, three, one, whatever it is, I I'm really just going to enjoy myself. I'm well, you're, gonna enjoy also, myself. you're also, not unlike lots of boxers that may have the desire to come back after a long laugh, where perhaps it is financially motivated, at least in part. Right. 
you have a steady right. job. You may not be making the kind of money at Showtime yes. that you made when you had one title fight in a year or two in a year where you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in one night or maybe right. even seven figures in one night. But you still have steady work and the money's still going into the bank account. So Oh yeah, I'm I'm blessed. I'm Dan. And even even now before we even got this call, I mean the reason I kinda kept you on hold, you know, I was signing some papers because because I I'm I'm in the buying property. You know, gotcha. I just signed a I just bought a nice property uh for you know, it's actually uh apartments. So that's what I do and you know, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And honestly this fight I'm doing it for me. For 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 uh, be the satisfaction of coming back, and not only that, that then you gotta understand. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of athletes that do not get this check second chance to come back and fight or do whatever they'd like and, and love. And me, it's given to me, and I'm gonna do it. And this is all for them too, because they're gonna see themselves there. You know, I mean, who gets an opportunity like this? So I'm definitely not taking it for granted. I'm training my butt off, and, and I'm known to be one of those fighters that, you know, leaves it all in the ring. And believe me, this whole time, people are going crazy because they, they know what, what to expect from Abner Mars when he steps in the ring. Well, you mentioned you know, it's about... Been, yeah. it's, it's been four years, and every every single day, there's no day, Dan, that I would walk out of my house... And people, hey, Chad, when are you coming back? Chad, when are you fighting? <laughs> like, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's overwhelming. It's really nice. So you said, like, you don't know if one fight, three fights, two fights, whatever. And that gives me the impression that, at least at the moment, you're, you're in, I won't say you're in it for the long haul, let's say, but certainly more than just right. this one fight. Can you uh, give me your characterization of, is this a long-term thing where the, the end right. result is another world championship or another world championship opportunity? Or is it just well, two, three fights yeah. and let's see how I feel? This is this is exactly what's how it's gonna go. Depending on how I do, how I look, this next fight is gonna determine everything else. Let's just leave it at that because I mean, I'm, I, let's just be real, and I'm just a, a guy that's honest with myself and my body and and everything. If I do not look presentable, if I don't look good in this fight, mm -hmm. I, I, you know what? What's the purpose then? You know, right? Why why am I gonna put myself in in a dangerous position here? But if you see an Abermarty that's oh my god, you know this guy's been gone for four years, really, you know, gives you that type of satisfaction after the fight, then you know we'll go for another one, and you know only time will tell, and you know fights, you know wins will tell you. So I can't tell you I'm chasing for now. I'm not chasing a world title fight. Right. I'm just going in, and, and you know we'll see what happens. Well, I do know that, uh, and it's not the same thing because you're a smaller fighter. But Vitaly Klitschko was a heavyweight champion. He retired for four and a half years because of injuries. Mm -hmm. He came back in his first fight back, and he fought for the WBC heavyweight championship, and he knocked right. out Samuel Peter and never looked like he missed a day in the four and a half years. So it is not impossible for a fighter to come back after that layoff. Obviously, look, and there's a difference between heavyweights and uh, you know fighters who are in the smaller weight classes. My right. understanding, by the way, is that your fight that you have with uh, Miguel Flores, it is a junior lightweight fight, 130-pound fight? It's a 135. 135. So you're going to fight at the lightweight division? Yes. And yes. you've never fought above uh, 126, to my 26. knowledge. 26. Um, how is that let's in terms be, of? Let's, let's be honest. He's not also a 135 pounder. Correct. He's a he's a 126 pounder. So I mean, we 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 know where we're getting ourselves into. But how do you feel in terms of like? fighting at that heavier weight because listen when you were first a world champion as a bantamweight obviously as right. a junior featherweight and then also as a featherweight and right. I, when they announced it well, they announced it as a junior right. lightweight fight i'm thinking okay he's gonna fight this and you know maybe he'll try for a title there maybe right. you know just get the rust off and well, go back to featherweight right exactly and we'll see i mean this this it's also be honest to ourselves i mean this i'm a man that's been out for four years i've been off and on in the gym I do keep myself, uh, you know, uh, busy with that. But 
I'm not going to force my body into a weight class yet, you know, just just because I should be in that weight class. Now, you know, it's a process. So, obviously, I'm not going to kill my body to, to go down to 126 or 130 now. Yeah. If, if, if I'm giving a fight, fight at 135 against a fighter that's also a 126-pound or 130-pound or whatever you want to call them to fight at my weight class, at this weight class, I mean, why not, you know? So tell me about um, the, when, you, when you make the decision to make the comeback. Obviously, you have to rely on uh, the folks that are involved, whether it's, you know, the PBC people, TGB promotions. Right. Where you know they have to come up with an appropriate opponent. That's you know matchmaking right, exactly. is such a critical yes. thing. So I look at your opponent. It's it's Miguel Flores. Uh, he's twenty five and four with twelve knockouts, uh, and he you know he's got some experience. You know he's got some losses. Hasn't fought the most uh, known or top level opposition in terms of his wins, but he's also lost to Leo Santa Cruz. He lost to Eduardo Ramirez. Lost to Chris Avalos. So you know he fought for a world championship. In other words, mm-hmm. it seems like like. It, it, they're not giving you like a tomato can, but they're also obviously not matching you with a uh, you know one of the mm. top contenders. What is your impression of that type of matchmaking for your comeback? Obviously, it's a great opportunity for Miguel Flores to take on a name like yourself, uh, you know, in this type of fight. What do you think about that that ma- that matchmaking element of it? What do I think about the whole matchmaking element? Yeah, you know, uh, about, they, yeah about... I mean, I mean, that, that's a that's a that's a company. And that's a promotion company and management or advisor that is taking care of the fighter. I mean, what? Why would I put myself in a position where after four years and like, what am I trying to prove? Who am I trying to, you know? Right. Um, like, why would I come back and say I want a Tank Davis fight? Right. Why would I want a, uh, you know, another world champion, uh, 126 Fulton, you know, something like that? No, that's. I mean, because I'm not chasing that. I'm not chasing like. I don't want. I don't want that right now. I want to just give me like the satisfaction of coming back, giving my people, my fans here in California a, a great show. My name, Abner Mars. People know, like just giving my that that satisfaction. And if PVC, my company, can give me a name that is not no easy push away. And after four years, believe me, no no fight is easy. Right, right. <laughs> no fight is gonna be easy. Um, you know, accommodate that. You know, well, let's let's do it again. It's it's no easy fight, and, and, and Miguel Flores, you know, is he's um. He's no pushover. So the title, the title aspirations are not there at the moment. But if you look good, if you win, if you feel good, maybe a couple of fights down the road you might have those aspirations, correct? Correct. Okay. That is exactly how it is. So when you had to make the decision to do this and went through all the, the medical testing and, 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 uh, and the stuff with the commission, how did you break it or, or have the conversation with your family. I know you have a wife, you've got children. I mean, they yeah. obviously, I'm sure they're going to be, uh, maybe they're concerned, maybe they're happy, maybe they're not happy. How did that go right. in terms of like the conversation? Because you always hear, Abner, every fighter ever, you know, I got to go home and talk to my family about it, whatever their next move right. is going to be. So you didn't just make the decision on your own. You have uh, people in your family that, that uh, right. you're going to re- present this to and, and get an opinion mm-hmm. on. How'd they take it? What was their thought? Um, the kids were excited, you know, the kids were excited. My wife, uh, not so much. <laughs> My wife was, you know, she was the, you know, she's like, you know, why? <laughs> why don't, babe? Like, you know, you got a job, steady job now. You know, you, you got, we got other things going. She, her herself, she owns a makeup, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, stores. Right. She's got her own cosmetic, you know, company going. So, um, and but once you explain to your loved one, why you're coming back, the passion, the love, and all that, those aspects, I mean, they truly just understand. 
you know. Um, so eventually, so, you do have to like do so, a little arm twisting with your wife, then a little like. Not so much an arm twisting, just you know, making her understand why you know the reasons, and, and um, you know, she she understood, and she she's always been there, hundred percent, all my life. I've been married seventeen years, so she's been here my whole career, and uh, and and even more now, you know, she's she's behind me, and um, and I'm I'm doing this not for them, not for the audience. I'm doing this for me. And when you made that decision. Did you at any point have a conversation with anybody at Showtime to explain this to, to them that, you know, hey, I might have to miss a show in camp or, you know, it's not on Showtime, even though it's a Right, PBC. right. I did not just rush into all this again, you know, and I want to make that clear. There, there's obviously, the, I, I planned all of it. You know, I talked to my family, talked to the commission. The, the commission, since it was since, since last year, I want to be honest, since last year, this whole process has been working, uh, you know, with PVC, with Al. And, and of course, with Steven Espinosa, with the whole Showtime, like, hey, there's possibility, possibility I might come back. You know, I hope that, you know, if there's that opportunity, I can miss a couple of shows, you know, so I can be ready. And I mean, they're, they are just great, man. It's a big, big family there. Great people. And I have not, I have been treated nothing but, but with almost respect and, and uh, professionalism. And, and they're OK with it. So okay. they, they got my back. Well, obviously, they know Abner Morris as the broadcaster, but they certainly know Abner Morris as the boxer because uh, most of your biggest fights were on Showtime. And I'm looking at the yeah, list of like that. You know, you don't win titles in three weight classes usually and not have to fight some tough opponents. I mean, to beat right. Dick Darchinian, two, two fights uh, wins over Agbeko, Eric Morel, and Selmo Moreno, Daniel Ponce de Leon, Jesus Cuellar, obviously the two fights, highly competitive despite losses to Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, we all know about what happened with... Uh, Johnny Gonzalez in the in the in the title loss, uh, you fought a lot of top guys, so uh, I don't think anybody's gonna gonna begrudge you uh, if you're coming back after all that kind of uh, success uh, in your Thank career. You. Um, and I assume that once this is over, your intention is to still continue to do the commentary. I mean, that seems to be something. Oh you yeah, enjoy. you'll see me next next weekend. I'll be in San Antonio. Okay. I'm still covering that fight. You know, Vargas and uh, what is it, uh, Aquadalio. Um, I'm also doing, you know, I'm still doing the Danny Garcia Benavides fight. Uh, probably my last fight with, with Showtime before I really get into uh, camp will be um, the uh, the uh, uh, Paul Jake Paul Jake fight Paul and Tommy Fury. Yeah, and Who Tommy are, Fury. Kirk. Who's going to train you for this fight? I am training at Manny Robles' gym, but I am not training with Manny. I am training with his assistant, who is Edgar. I don't know his last name. He's better known as Estrellita. Got you. So Edgar, yeah. So, and everything, and, and things are going but same, smooth. Same conditioning coach, um, same, same circle, same team. Well, I mean, if you've been uh, fighting with the same promotion and, and networks for the longest yeah. time and married 17 years, you know, you're not a guy that's uh, making – you know, crazy right. changes. I no, guess. no, and I, I was intending to uh, going back to Ro with Robert at RGBA, but you know, uh, I saw that he's over there and with with uh, Anthony, yep, Anthony Joshua, Joshua, and obviously that's that's big for him. We actually had this talk, and you know, but it was I understood and he understood. So I mean, if anything things go work go good, go good, I might I might be back with them. But as far as now, I mean, that that was my first option for sure. Well, I'm sure that I would uh, speak for all boxing fans and, and people that have enjoyed your career. That we wish you nothing but the best of success in the comeback September 4th on the uh, Andy Ruiz Luis Ortiz undercard. Abner, best of luck to you, my man. Thank you, thank you, Dan. I really appreciate this.